Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. (laughs) Keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia, and we are in the second episode of the new year. Excited to be back, excited to let these fresh thoughts and memories and ideas kind of come to fruition on each episode. I'm like re-looking forward to the podcast all over again because sometimes it was a chore and I know I mentioned that in the past and sometimes it just felt like something that I I had to do and, you know, what do I have to say that's interesting this week? And a coworker of mine brought up a good point. You know, not many podcasts are super successful. They're just on their own. And even those who are successful on their own um, are successful because of the fact that they have people calling in or they have people sending things in. So it is something that I do want to start to incorporate this year, obviously, guests like we always had, but something that I was kind of thinking of as we transitioned, you know, into this new era of luxury of self-care, what is that really going to look like as far as podcast presentation? What what changes can we make or what what are some new things that we can try? And one of those things being is there is a way for you to leave a voicemail. I know I shared a voicemail one time. I've had a couple people call in in the past, but you can call into the luxury of self-care. You can leave a voicemail. You can also send me DMs. But I want to do this thing where each week I ask a question or um, I pose something that maybe you can either call in and we can kind of have more of an audience participation involved in the show. What that looks like, obviously, we'll take it week by week, and I love your feedback, as you guys always kind of honestly give me, which I adore. So as we go through that transition, that's something that I want to do. But the way for you to go ahead and leave a voicemail, just so you understand, so it depends on which platform you're listening to the show on, so I'm going to kind of go through all of them just to start here. So I record my show on this app that used to be called anchor.fm. It's been linked up with Spotify for a while, but now it's like truly with Spotify. So if you go into the Apple podcast, if you notice when you click on the show notes now, I have like the follow your host, all that stuff, um, photo and music credit that I've been putting on there now to subscribe. On the very bottom, it has a new feature that's going to say send a voice message. So that is going to be the number one way, whether you're listening to me on Spotify, you're looking at Apple Podcasts, you're listening on Google platforms, on Anchor, any of those, it's going to say send a voicemail and there's a link at the bottom. All you do from that is you click on that link highlight it, click on that link, and it's going to bring you to the Anchor Spotify website. 
and there you can leave that voicemail. So I want you guys to be able to do that. I think it's going to be a super fun way to hopefully get a couple more voicemails in. It can be anonymous. It can be um, not. I love Heather McMahon. She has a, a voicemail, but she does absolutely not. So she does a consistent thing every week, which I think is such a, a brilliant idea. But I want to try to come up with different things. So it can be whatever. And we're going to try to test some things out this month. So this this month, if it just wants to be something that you want to call in and talk about that self-care related, if you want to share your morning routine, if you want to share something that is your favorite form of self-care, that's something that, that maybe I can have a dialogue about and talk about then on the episode after playing your your voice memo or voicemail. So if you do want to remain anonymous, just make sure you do that. If you want to share who you are, please share who you are. I'd absolutely love it. So I'm very excited for that. And I definitely want to utilize that feature a little more, especially now that Spotify has created this easy way that everybody can know how to call. Um, don't have an actual hotline. It's all through the app. And it's an easy way for me to add it in um, your voicemail into the actual show. So anyway, we are back. We're welcoming a new week. Douglas and I had a beautiful weekend away. We went to Philly with my team. We all love a good work trip that you can make a personal trip as well. Miko came. It was absolutely fabulous. We ate at some fabulous restaurants, got to see some performances, got to go to some really cool restaurants and accounts is what we call them. And just kind of spend some time with my team and it was all for gratitude for like holidays and getting through that. January normally is like a very restructuring time for me. It's slow. It's it's still semi-slow, but we still have a lot going on this January. And normally it's a huge reset for the wine and spirits industry, but this year it seems to be kind of catapulting us right into spring and we have a million different things going on, including our summit down in Florida. But from that, from these trips, taking those times to make them personal is something that I've really tried to incorporate into my new adult life choices. And I'm going down to Florida as well, and I'm super excited to be going and seeing a few of my friends that I used to work at Disney with back in the day. We're having a little reunion down there, so I'm very excited to see a bunch of people uh, post my summit for work and just to be able to enjoy seeing them and spending a little extra money of my own to go up to Orlando and have a few people fly in and just be able to relish um, into spending time together when it's outside of like somebody's wedding or a big major event or just catching up on the phone. So we're very thrilled to do that because we haven't done that in a very long time. Um, I don't think we've really ever been able to truly do a massive reunion with all of us since we all worked together so many years ago. Taking those mini trips, I think, is just such an imperative thing for small doses of self-care that aren't breaking the budget. Yes, we would all love to go to Ireland for the year. Yes, we would all love to go to the BBIs on a sailing trip or to, I don't know, wherever you're like looking to go, whether it's historical that you want to go there for a distillery or just a beach that you want to be on, some warm climate or whatever. It's those big trips sometimes can be such a burden uh, to take the time off, to take the uh, amount of money, you know, pack that away so you have enough money to spend for it or to blow your wad and then be making up for it for the next eight months. So trying to really incorporate those small trips in as much as you can. I remember I've said this in the past, but my one uncle said the one time 
uh, as we were talking about things, about, you know, going around and traveling and doing things in our younger years, he's like, you know, I'm really jealous of them though, because like, what did we do? We just worked our ass off to now finally like, you know, be able to retire, which is very important to focus on your retirement. But at the same point, you know, you want to live while you can live. So obviously the biggest thing I think that some of us make the mistake of is we're living beyond our means. And we don't want to do that because obviously it's going to come to bite you in the ass in debt in the end. But I believe that there are some ways for you to give those little small forms of trips or self-care um, in between to break up those really big expensive trips that we can't always afford to do. Obviously, it's a little easier for Douglas and I right now since we don't have children that we're traveling with. But you know, we did travel with the dog, so we didn't have to board her. And Philly's fabulous for having hotels that are dog friendly, which is really cool. And we just had the best time to be able to like hang out during the day and then do um, fun work stuff at night. Basically, it was like dinner and shows and like just hanging out. So it wasn't anything strenuous, but just really being able to give back some support and love to some accounts for those uh, people in Philly. But it was great to just be with the team and to be able to just relish in some time to share and a little bit of a break. I think the reason that those breaks are so good is because you're able to get away from the mundane weekend routine. And not that that's negative, but the weekend routine can be a lot, whether you're working on your house or you know, it's, it's relaxation time or every Sunday you do your cleaning. Like it's nice to just kind of escape what that weekend typically looks like and just kind of do something a little bit more fun. And I know I said that we wanted to take a little bit more of those trips moving forward in 2024 just to plan those little small things here and there and to do our best to incorporate them when we can. And for dance competitions too, when I have a dance competition, if I'm close by somebody that I love, I always have a good time trying to like meet up with them as well during that um, extra free time or stay an additional day if possible. I'm definitely trying to enjoy those moments. I've been journaling a lot more in the new year, uh, a lot more clarity, obviously, with not having a, not having like the alcohol wear on you in the morning. Being able to have that fresh start has been fairly simple to kind of see the track, see where I want to go and to focus on it. But I'm really trying to build up what that routine looks like. Today, I got to interview my first guest for uh, my first interview for January of 2024. I'm excited. I'll be releasing John Miles' episode in the next upcoming weeks. But it was really intriguing to be simulated by someone else. He just wrote a book, and um, we'll be talking all about that on the podcast episode where you can find it. But it just really re-stimulated all that stuff. And I just love being that connective creator <laughs> when it comes to this show and this podcast. And we were just talking about all the wonderful ways that we can define ourselves. And he's truly ecstatic about being able to call himself an author. And I said, you know, as things kind of go on, it's every year you have a new title that you can kind of add to that list of who you are versus just your your position and your title at your workplace. So start to really thinking about about those things as well. 
I also had a fabulous session with Teresa Walker doing the paradox process, which I found out was my most listened to episode, the episode I had with Thomas, the co-founder of the paradox process. And it was just really lovely to be able to have my first session of 2024 with her, talk about certain things that are going on in my life personally now and Uh, exciting announcements that we'll have coming up this year, things that we're striving for, things that we're currently working on that we can't wait to like show as they, as they come into evolution. And it was just really nice to check back in with what, what are the things that I'm working on this year? And I really didn't realize one of the things that I said on the podcast last week was that I wanted to listen more. And she had asked me, you know, did you come up with a word for this year? And at first I immediately was like, no. And then I paused and I said, actually, I did come up with a word. And what we opened up with the word listening, because that was the word I did very much come up with last week, is it's not just about listening to others and how I'm going to be learning from them, but really listening to the intuition of my body. What's my body trying to tell me? What's it saying? All things that I kind of lean on when I'm teaching my yoga classes and trying to explain to people, like, remember the fact that you are um, bringing yourself to the table of where you're at today and you're not needing to push and prove anything like this is your moment to be exactly where you're at. So listening and being in tune with what you need today at this time helps us really understand and be more present in the moment to really ask the right questions to ourselves when we really need to ask them. So is it the right time for me to say this? Is the right time for me to share this? What am I holding on to? What's the tension that I need to let go of? What's not serving me right now? What are things that I am striving for that are going to help me manifest this lifestyle that I do want to live? Doug and I talked about a little bit of that this weekend and just really decided between some things like We've said in the past, you know, obviously we don't hate our house, but we don't love our house, but there are things about our house that we do love. And there are things about, you know, our current lifestyle that we want more of. And there are things about our current lifestyle that we're really proud of ourselves about. And we really lean to the negatives so often in life when we're going through those processes of analyzing where we came from, what we've accomplished. We're saying comparison is the thief of joy. I've said that a wonderful and insane amount of times, but comparison really is. We've talked about it in so many different ways, and I know that that was like one of the first episodes with Hillary O'Neill and just chatting with her about that, but really understanding that we need to more often look back on what we have accomplished and my husband does not do this well either when when I'm talk when I'm shitting on our lives. Like when I'm shitting on our lives, Doug's like, I hate that you say that because like look at all the things that we have accomplished. But he shits a lot on his own life and he feels that we aren't at a place that we should be at either because he feels like he, you know, fucked off and played drums for 12 years of his life. But again, we had to evolve and understand that that was a whole other lifestyle that we lived and got to live. We we were able to do that. We were able to literally do our passion for our job. And it's time to now realize what's the new passion. And we have this struggle, this back and forth of like, well, what is it? Because before the definition of what we did 
really like me being an actor, singer, dancer, like that was how I define myself. And now, and my husband, again, as a drummer, performer, you know, we said those words were like things that just came out of our mouths. And we all kind of go around and say what our job title is all the time, thinking that that's what defines us. That's our passion, right? That's 70% of our life is how we kind of view it. But that's not your passion. And maybe it is, but for most of us, our job occupation is not our passion. We're maybe passionate about it, but it's not like what's driving us every day to get out of bed in the morning. So really trying to sit down and understand like what are those things. And because we got to do our passion as a job, we really didn't understand that concept as we kind of migrate into this transitional time of traditional lifestyle and really understanding that our job doesn't have to be our passion. Our job has to be something that pays the bills, that we're good at, that we enjoy, but it doesn't have to be our passion anymore. And what our passion is going to be is our hobbies, our extracurricular activities, probably being parents when we were growing our family. You know, things like that are going to be the actual passions of our life and why we live. And it's funny because like a lot of my friends, I talk to them all the time in different ways and not directly have they ever answered this question, but most definitely their kids are their passion. They, their life is for their children, 100%, not for their jobs. It really isn't. It's, it's for their kids. So kind of understanding that if you're going into or already living a trend, um, living a traditional lifestyle, that maybe maybe that is your passion, or maybe your pa- passion is your podcast. You know, my my passion is is really connecting and being creative, and it's either connecting with my listeners, connecting with a guest on the show, connecting with my students, connecting with my friends, being creative by making this podcast, being creative by journaling, being creative by putting together fun activities. Um, for me and my friends, whatever it may be, this ever whenever there's a situation that involves creativity with connection is when I'm most stimulated, when I'm most passionate. And, and just allowing that to be the thing that I focus my time and energy on. Spend less time doing the things that do not serve you and more times doing the things that do. We all have to remember that. I feel like we often forget that we don't have to really spend that much time on these things that bring negative negativity into our lives. Whether it's your job or a relationship or even a toxic friendship, no matter how long it's been there, you have to make, you know, you got to pull up your bootstraps and make the big girl or big boy choices to do what's right for you. And that may change. Big changes happen often in our lives especially in our 30s, like I've said a million times before, whether it's because we are just starting something new or we're making a total pivot or we've hit a rock and we've been doing the same thing since we were 22 and now we're like, is there more? Whatever it is, you know, we're always constantly taking uh, a view of what we're doing and evaluating where we're at and if it's serving us or not. And really where people fail, and not in a negative way, I'm just in this statement, I, I don't love to use that word, but where people aren't succeeding is when they're staying stuck in something that makes them unhappy. Again, whether it's a relationship or your job or a friendship, being around that person is driving you absolutely bonkers. We even had a friend in our friend group 
that didn't really bring a good energy to it. And we had to create a boundary where it was like that person was involved in certain activities and they weren't involved in others. And we didn't want to feel guilty if we posted something, if we hadn't invited them to that. But also it's really hard to get a lot of people together, especially the older we get these days. I mean, it's really hard to get that many people to really get together at different points of their lives or the day, especially once you start to throw kids into the mix. I know some of my girlfriends, like it's really, really hard to plan stuff with them. And some months we're able to see each other a bunch. And then sometimes we don't see each other for two or three months, which is so sad, but it, it is what it is. And we have to make those choices for ourselves and our own family. Which brings me to my next point. Douglas and I have done uh, continue to do our best to just really make sure that we're creating the boundaries for ourselves, for our family. Like, what do we need? And he's that constant reminder for me. Like, we're not against each other. I love that you're competitive, but like, you don't need to compete against me. So this is just a friendly reminder. If any of you out there are like me, don't compete with your partner. <laughs> um, we're there to encourage each other. We're there to be there for each other and not necessarily to compete with them. Because what does that do? Do you really want to be winning against your partner? No. Now, if you're both competitive and challenging people and you're like, I'm going to do this, and then the person's like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and that works for your relationship, absolutely look at it like that. But sometimes I will go on this rant where I'll list all the things that I'm doing and it really then basically is slapping my husband in the face telling him that he's not doing anything and this like success rate is higher on my like it's like it's like I'm bragging it's almost braggadocious and that's again not successful for any type of motivation for your partner so how do you have those conversations with them where you can actually say to them hey you know how how can I help you in in your current goals and succeeding so I do feel like this time of year while you're working on yourself if you do have a partner I think it's also a great time to really see what their goals are too and if they don't want to share them with you you have to respect that but if there are certain goals that you can make together as a team and maybe to be involved a little bit in those and then say you know whatever you're working on this year or this month or this weekend even if it's like small things tell me how I can help you whether that is to like physically assist you whether it's to encourage you or whether it's to like leave you to it and give you the space that you need in order to accomplish it but to really just understand how you can be there for your partner I think I'm so used to seeing uh I personally you know come from a broken home I'm so used to seeing my dad doing everything on his own for the past oh my god 28 years but for me it's really about like I can't take advice from him because he hasn't been in a relationship in 28 years, whereas like me and my partner are just learning and, and figuring out what works for us. And you have to realize that everybody's so uniquely different that as you're going through these things, you kind of really have to notice and navigate, you know, what is working for you at this time with your partner in your given situation. And with this episode coming out in the middle of January, I am here to check in on everybody, make sure that we are taking the proper steps to slowly take down our winter items if you haven't done so already. I know some people like really get in on people. Maybe this is something that people can call in about, but some people really get harsh 
about the whole like take your Christmas decorations down like the week before New Year's or keep them up till New Year's and they must go down the next weekend after that. Well, I was going to take them down the weekend after that and I remember even saying and putting it in my calendar and I ended up procrastinating but I didn't take them down until uh, I started to take things down last week because we were gone again last weekend and Doug had a duty weekend. I was like, okay, you know, I'll do it during the duty weekend. I was like, I don't want to do this all by myself. Like I'm already having to clean the house by myself. So I definitely didn't do it yet. And the Christmas tree is still up, but I am going to take the Christmas tree down this weekend and I have my lights out front still. But I, the wind and everything that was this weekend, if anybody is here on the East Coast, the wind has been so freaking crazy. And I um, had to take some of this stuff down, but I'm keeping up. I'm like, I was like, well, you can still like winterize things. My Christmas tree, if you haven't ever seen it, I used to do the podcast a lot with it in the background when I was on when I was in the apartment still before I moved into the house. But when we were in the apartment, the tree was always in the background. And I always felt like I was being judged because I was like, oh my God, it's February and it's literally up. But it's a pink tree and it's all pink ornaments. So everyone's like, well, it can transition into Valentine's Day. But at the end of the day, it's still like a white Whoville Christmas tree with pink lights and pink decorations. But it's definitely a Christmas tree. It's not anything else. And I had listened to a podcast before where she ripped apart someone who was, it was, I think it was like the end of February um, and she still had her Christmas stuff up. And it was like, okay, now that's, you're pushing it a little too far. Especially too, like if you're, if you have a real tree, a real tree can only last so long. A real tree, you kind of have to buy it and it'll go up, you know, for three or four weeks and then it's going to hit its time and it's going to be too dried out and you know too many needles are going to fall if you have a fake tree it's like this world where people are putting it up the weekend after thanksgiving uh if you were me and you listened to the podcast before i put mine up literally before thanksgiving because we went away for thanksgiving and it's been up since then but it's it's i don't know it's the lighting it's the whole mood and and january is just such a a time where you, you literally are like it's you're, you're resetting yourself. So if you really think about January being a time that you can focus on resetting yourself, then then it's you don't fall into that like sad, that seasonal depression as much. But I, I like hate taking down all the Christmas stuff, even though the days are getting a little bit longer, you know, each day by day. And we're coming out of that like, you know, winter, winter solstice and everything. But at the same point, it just seems so like dreary. It's just the days are still short. There's no real holidays. You're like kind of looking forward to Valentine's Day. But if you're not in a relationship, you're really not looking forward to Valentine's Day. So it's like, well, what do you do with your house as far as decorations? Uh, and it's not like summer where it's just fun and the days are long and you're having like block parties or, you know, backyard parties or you're going to stuff or the days are nice and long and the sun's out and you're stimulated from vitamin D. It's just like, it's just like this cold, damp, dark, non-cute lighting situation anymore until, you know, we kind of come around to Easter and kind of come into that time. So I, I really do the, the, seasonal depression, this is the time I, I warned everybody, this is when it starts to really happen. That that uh, sober January is helping with that though, because I feel like I approach the day very differently. And then my evening routine is so different than it used to be with like either making a cocktail and then splitting a bottle of wine or having a bottle of wine or being out at an account where I'm drinking. Like it's just a very different evening routine that kind of sets me up for like a good night's sleep to wake up in the morning to like really stick with that morning routine that's so imperative for me 
during this time that I fall into these depressions. We get anxiety this time of year, like, am I doing enough? Um, what are what are all the things that I should be looking forward to this year? Like, let, let that energy go. If it stresses you out to think about goals that you need for this year, do it next month. Or just let it be like something that as things approach your mindset, you're like, oh, I, I should add that to a list of things that I want to focus on this year. I, I do think a word is something very adaptable. And I didn't talk about that last week, but really coming into a word and trying to navigate, you know, what is that word? that I can use for myself for the new year and really breaking that word down and seeing all the different aspects of that word, which is what I really did with the word listening. What did I mean by that? What are all the different ways to listen? How can I really dive into listening and being open to listening? But we are, you know, fully in that transition mode, lots and lots of things happening in our house too this time of year. So really still making sure that I have that time for that self-care and prioritizing that self-care is super important. We just have to find the time and we're like, oh, there's not enough hours in the day, but there are. It's about strategically planning them and it's about not procrastinating. So setting those small goals for myself, whether it's like this month, I need to make sure that I set aside this much money to cover the flooring. This month on this weekend specifically, we know we can tape the walls up and do the priming on that room. Whatever it is, it's like my husband and I can really push stuff off and procrastinate together. And when one of us does something, the other person's always stimulated to do something, but it's about not always relying on him to stimulate me. Sometimes I have to do the stimulating as well, not by angst, like being angsty and pushy and saying he should be doing, but by just starting to do stuff myself, he kind of gets the itch and the hint and he starts to just kind of jump into his own project or assisting me with whatever I'm working on. So I think that's going to be the way that we are able to listen and be in tune with each other as we kind of hit all these rooms that we're really going to try to attack this year that we can look at next year and be like, wow, look how much stuff we really did do in the house in 2024. Because like I said, everything kind of got put to a halt in 2023. And and to continue to listen to my body and to think about my body as, as we're going into, you know, trying to nest and figure things out and move forward with the growth of our family too. So I hope some of this stuff really resonated with you this week. Again, please, please, please call into the podcast. I do really think this is going to be really fun and I want to add that stuff in. Uh, We are going to be doing our first guest. We're going to do at least one guest a month. I know that that is my goal. So there will be a guest episode coming up this month. There'll be another one coming up next month. So kind of continuing with that. And if you ever have a podcast guest or anyone, maybe it's even yourself that you would like to reach out, shoot me a DM. I'd absolutely love to hear, you know, why and who and if that's a possibility to get them on the show. But um, really, really exciting stuff coming up this year. So I'm excited to kind of dive into all that. But have an amazing rest of your week. Grant yourself grace, give yourself ease. Try to add in those morning routines or whatever the routine is. Find those small nuggets of self-care, whatever it is. Maybe it's just you're not doing sober January, but maybe it's just like cutting out drinking maybe once a week and just having that like warm cup of tea instead, which never really stimulated me before or make a mocktail that night and have some fun trying to create something with a mocktail or whatever the case may be. Do something that just sets you up for a little bit more more of success. Take a bath like I did uh, back in 
December of last year, take a nice long freaking bubble bath and watch a movie on your iPad in the tub and just enjoy, enjoy a nice little like spa moment for yourself. Whatever it is, just really take that second to take a beat and to check in with yourself. Because the more we take that beat, the more we check in with ourselves, the easier it is to get into those moments of really finding that present moment of self-caring. It really takes us into those moments of releasing all the stress and anxiety and just honing in on stuff that we can truly accomplish in that moment in time and to give ourselves just a little bit more grace and gratitude for what we have and all the things that we can take our time accomplishing. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. I love you all. I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the Universal film Anastasia. Or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.